What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. This week, I am talking about the best movies based on books. I asked a lot of you guys online what your favorites were. I took all those into consideration when forming my list. And there's a lot. So I'm not going to get it to everybody's. Don't tweet me saying oh you didn't get to this movie like how could you miss this movie actually when you look and google and search about how many movies were based on books there's a lot so (laughs) there's no way to get to all of them so what i did was just kind of talk about my favorites and i also took a stab at what movies i think were actually better than the book which you never hear that everybody's like oh the book was so much better well i found five were In this case, the movie was better. So I'll get to that list, too. And this was all inspired because over the weekend, I watched a movie called Just Mercy, which is based on a book which a lot of my friends really enjoyed. I actually haven't read the book yet, but I wanted to watch the movie. And I will explain why I thought it was a great movie. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, but I'll get into that later. I'll also kind of do a quick news roundup of all the recent movies that have been pushed back now and delayed so a bunch coming up in this episode it means so much to me that you guys have been coming back every single monday to check this out if you don't mind leave that five star rating and write a review if you're listening on apple Podcasts. it just helps me out to kind of get other people who maybe haven't heard of the podcast before pop up on their phones when they're searching for podcasts but what really helps if you guys just tell a friend if you know somebody who's also into movies and enjoys podcast about movies tell them hey there's a guy named movie mike who does this podcast where he talks about movies and only movies every single week you should check it out that really helps me out too if you don't want to do any of that it's fine just make sure you're subscribed so you get brand new episodes every single monday and i can talk and hang out with you guys here so without any further ado let's get right into this episode here we go in a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast 
One man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. All right, so today we are talking about movies based on books. And I asked you guys on Twitter and Instagram what were some of your favorites. And what I realized while putting this list together is almost every great movie has been based on a book or like a short story or some kind of literary work. So what I wanted to do was just talk about some of my favorite movies based on books. And what I kind of tried to take was just straight up interpretations of a book because a lot of times... Uh, the, the idea maybe comes from a book, but the movie isn't really based on that. So that's why there's so many out there. If you just are searching online about movies based on books, a lot of stuff will come up. And I also want to do what movies I think were better than the book, which is something you never really hear. You always hear, oh, the book was so much better than the movie. And there's a reason for that. I'll kind of get into that right now. And then explain later why I think some of these movies were better than the book. So first of all, when you watch a movie, you're watching a little segment of what the amount of time you invest in a book. A book is able to go into so much more detail and maybe describe things a lot more vividly than the movie would. So I think what people think when you when you read a book, you get a lot more out of it. You spend more time with it. And you're going to feel more invested in it. It lets your brain kind of go into a whole different, like a creative space, like a whole different imagination. You're using a whole different part of your brain when you're reading a book. So you're kind of creating that landscape and creating that world inside your head. You're seeing characters the way you think they need to be seen. And that's going to create something powerful. I'm not denying the power of books. I'm not denying the power of literature. But what a movie does is it takes the director and whoever adapts the book into a screenplay and it portrays their vision. And what that's meant to do is kind of provide a whole different kind of senses because sometimes you can visually express something that you can't do in a book. Now, there's some examples. I'm, I'm just going to get into one of mine, of Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is a great book. But I feel there's parts of that movie that are more... Like, you get a different feeling when you watch them on the screen. When they're, like, driving in the truck down the tunnel, you feel something in that moment. Like, with, mixed with, like, a soundtrack and the cinematography and the characters and the moment that that's in, I feel moments like that are things you don't get in a book. Now, in a book, you're going to get a lot more of the details of the characters, maybe some of their interactions. But I also feel sometimes, just because something is written in a book doesn't mean it's it's always better. doesn't mean that it was told in a better way so that's why i think you go and you watch a movie and sometimes you're let down because yes you did invest so much and yes they were able to get into every little thing in the book but i i want to start with just some of my favorite movies based on books and i gotta hit some of the big ones which are you know i mean some of the biggest franchises in the last 20 years have been based on books so Starting off with one of my favorites that I read every single book before I watched the movie. It was The Hunger Games. And I remember these books coming out and I was so invested in, like, I think I read every book in The Hunger Games maybe in a day or two just because I, I it was one of the books that I couldn't put down. I just kept reading it and kept reading it. And 
I created this vision of what Katniss Everdeen looked like in my head, and I remember that. And I wasn't let down by the movie, but I, I also felt that the mo- the first movie, they didn't invest as much money as I would want them to put into a movie like that. I felt it got... It wasn't anything with the way it was portrayed on the screen. Like, it was pretty close to the book. It just, I felt like it was a little rushed through, and the movie production wasn't quite there. Because they didn't know if it was going to be as big a hit as it was. I felt like there was just something missing in the quality of the movie, which they got a lot better in the second, third, and then they broke up the the third book. Because it's a trilogy, but they broke up the last one into two movies, and I kind of hate when they do that, and I know why they do that. They do it to make more money. But that's the kind of thing that Harry Potter started in a bunch of other movie franchises based on books did afterwards. And I don't like that at all. But the first one I thought was fine. And then Catching Fire and Mockingjay I thought were a lot better because they invested more money into it. And then you have Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss. And when I read the book, I had a whole different kind of vision of what Katniss Everdeen looked like. I didn't really picture a Jennifer Lawrence because in the book she's described as being a lot more frail and they don't really kind of portray that in the movie of how like scarce food was and how like skinny she was and how that was a part of the book. Like the whole actual like hunger wasn't in the Hunger Games, which is a little weird. It was kind of more just in the whole battle and everything around that. I think that was a big part of the book that was not portrayed in the movie, but I get it because you can only tell so much story. And not only that is a book can go in a bunch of different directions and kind of put them together and place things in, in the parts where reading it, it makes a little more sense. But if you try to put all that in a movie, it doesn't make sense. You kind of get lost in it. So they have to streamline it no matter what. So that's why it's going to be a little bit kind of not as descriptive, but I thought the Hunger Games overall did a pretty good job in the movies as far as sticking to what happened in the book, because that's a big part of like, I think the bigger movie franchises, they pretty much stick to exactly what they did in the book. So that's probably my favorite interpretation. Um, Of course, you got the Harry Potter books, which are a whole different other category. And I think in, in that whole world, I mean, I feel like the books and the movies are kind of their own separate whole thing just because the movies are just so iconic on their own without the books. It's hard to compare. I don't know. I feel like it's hard to compare them both as two separate things because the movies, now you go back and you kind of just talk about the movies, I feel like. And then the books are just kind of this whole other different segment. But I I remember as a kid, you know, those coming out and being such a big cultural impact of like people waiting in line at like a midnight release for a book and then waiting in line for the midnight release of the movie so i feel like both of those were just so huge so i feel like the hunger games was probably my favorite movie franchise based on a book i think it got me at a time when that was kind of the last book series i really got into and really invested my time into reading every book and then watching every movie and i think before that it was probably harry potter And then I would kind of get into and put into this category of all the other kind of big movie franchises based on books, which I would also throw in Twilight, which I really wasn't a fan of the books. I didn't read those books, but the movies I felt get some pretty harsh criticism when it comes to people saying that the love story isn't quite there. I just feel like those movies were so big and so huge and so very kind of mid to late 2000s that 
you can't deny that's one of the best ones, whether you agree with the the, the movies or not. That's, that's got to be up there. And then I feel like one of my other really favorite ones was a book and a movie by the same title called Holes. Now, the book is one of those you read pretty early on in elementary school, and I felt like the movie came out, and it was starring Shia LaBeouf at a time where he was coming off Even Stevens. And I like this movie so much because it feels like the book, and it feels... The thing I love about movies based on books is the dialogue in it is so much better than a normal movie because when you take that adaptation from a book, it's already so much more well-written, and the the dialogue is going to be so much better. I think you can kind of tell, like, even when I watch go into a movie not knowing it's based on a book, I can kind of tell after a while, like, oh, just the storyline is so much more like, okay, it goes from here to here to here. And it's just told in such a better way where it has a different feel. Like even earlier this year, I watched a movie called The Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss. And I wasn't really familiar with that movie so much as far as what it was about. And I could kind of tell that it just had a different feel to it. And it was actually, yeah, I found out later it was based on a book. So I think when you go into it, you kind of have a different expectation of a movie based on a book. Because either the book was just like a best-selling novel where it's already well-established and it's going to be like, okay, we are going to take a story that's already been proven on paper and turn it into a movie. And that's kind of where you get movies like this. But Holes, I just thought, is kind of a classic and it's kind of an underrated movie too because it came out in 2003. You can watch it now on Disney+. And I think it's one of those books that you read as a kid and there's just all this kind of imagery that you're like realizing what it's about. And I feel like back in the day as a kid... When you read a book and then you're kind of so excited to see the movie because you've already spent so much time with it. At this time, I think I took like a test over it, maybe even wrote a report about this book. And then the movie comes out and you're just kind of watching scene for scene for scene of like, oh, this is how they're going to do this. Oh, this is this character. And you're like, oh, this is how I pictured them in my head. And then you're like, oh, this character makes no sense now in the book. And I just really like it in this movie. It's funny as a great cast. And I think even now still holds up. And then another one of my favorites, which I actually didn't know was based on a book when I saw the movie. I'm not that culturally uh, inclined, but Gone Girl. It's a really great movie, and it's one of those movies that's just so kind of sick and twisted and takes you on so many turns that I think it may be one. If I were to go back and read a book and then watch a movie again, that would be one for sure. And I know last week I was talking about actors who are considered bad actors, and Ben Affleck is in this movie, and he does a really great job in that, so may motivate me to go back and read the book and then rewatch it and maybe even rejudge Ben Affleck's performance in that one. But all right, so that's going to do it for what my favorite movies based on books are. What I want to get into next and go through real quick are actually movies that I thought were better than the book, which you don't hear about often, but I'm going to list mine and then I'm going to wait for the backlash. But anyway, I'll do that after this. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. 
You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, all right, all right. So I went on Twitter and Instagram and asked all you guys, what are your favorite movies based on books and i read through all those so thanks for everybody for sending those in and then i also compiled this list of movies that i think were actually better than the books and i have some reasoning for this so i'll explain why and some of these i'm gonna say that i haven't read the book but the reason i think that they are better movie than they are a book is because you didn't even know that it was based on a book and nobody's talking about the book there's really no indication in any way when they present a movie like oh this is based on a novel no they are just great movies and probably really iconic movies without even the book being attached to them so at number five i'm gonna put jaws now like i said i've never read jaws i didn't even know it was based on a book written by peter benchley but i'm just gonna think about the plot of jaws here it's about a big shark that attacks a bunch of people on a beach and then they go out on a boat and try to kill jaws so i'm just gonna go out on a limb and saying that the book is probably nowhere near to as iconic as the movie and when you think about jaws you think about the movie nobody really mentions the book so i'm putting that at number five at number four i'm gonna go with forrest gump now forrest gump one of the biggest most iconic movies of our lifetime tom hanks is an american treasure and this movie just kind of has stood the test of time. It's a movie that is pretty much on a whole bunch of people's list of their favorite movie. But you never hear anybody say that I love the book more than I love Forrest Gump. And you probably didn't even know that it was based on a book written by Winston Groom. Did you? Did you know that? So I'm going to say that Forrest Gump, better movie than the book. At number three, I'm going to go with The Lord of the Rings. Now... Lord of the Rings, written by J.R.R.R. Tolkien, was a book that I was forced to read in like sixth grade. And I think we were all probably forced to read The Hobbit and all these books. And I just felt there was so much, I guess the fact that they were assigned to me and it felt like homework. I just never really enjoy these books. And it's mainly because there's just so much description in these books. They're so long and thick and there's so much going on that they're describing like, the way they cook food and all this weird stuff about these characters. And maybe it's more character building, but I feel like it's too much character building and it's just so much reading and reading. And even in the movies, I feel they're not my favorite movies. Like I like the Lord of the Rings movies. All right. I know there's some really 
they won a lot of awards, you know, and they're people love these movies. I'm not the biggest fan of them. I just feel like there's not enough action in them. And they're a little slow. It's a lot of just them walking and walking and walking. I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. So I think what they did here was take the book and made it more exciting by turning it into a movie and making it a lot less shorter. So I'm going to say Lord of the Rings, the movie series, better than the book. At number two, I'm putting Fight Club. Now, I remember Fight Club, the book, probably also in like my middle school days. And it was one of those books that people kind of passed around as a cool book because it was like written weird and had curse words in it. And it was kind of supposed to be like, oh, we're not assigned to read this, but here, here's Fight Club and there's a movie on it too. But I just think the movie is so much more iconic than the book and really does a better job of making it its own kind of unique kind of vision of the story that's told in the book. Because in the movie, they create the narration of Edward Norton that's not in the book. And I think that's just a such a big part of why that movie works so well and why it's so unique is because it is him inside of his head and you get that whole kind of different perspective. And visually, I think the movie is just even more iconic than the story and there's so much music in it and the imagery of the actual fighting and everything inside of the movie. I just feel it was so visual that the movie is better than the book and also it has Brad Pitt shirtless and ripped so that's not in the book so i'm gonna get at number two fight club better movie than the book and at number one i'm gonna have to go with jurassic park easy one directed by steven spielberg one of the best directors of all time and another one i just feel is so much more visual than anything you could kind of put in a book and i just feel like the story of dinosaurs and the way this whole franchise kind of works is it's such an action-based movie and it's so visually driven that i think the movie is better and it's also kind of one i think you kind of forget that it's even based on a book and yes it has spawned more sequels that aren't based on a book but i guess the first one alone was taken from the story and it created really one of the biggest franchises and as a kid i'm not gonna read jurassic park the book i want to see the movie so i'm gonna put at number one Movies better than the book, I'm going with Jurassic Park. And there's the list. Don't at me, everybody. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, going to get into a movie review now. Over the weekend, I watched a movie called Just Mercy, which I actually wanted to see in theaters but never got around to it. And it's based on a true story and novel, which kind of what gave me the idea for the episode this week because I have had some friends read the book and said it was one of the best books they've ever read. Watched the movie and they said it was all right. But I wanted to go in and just watch the movie on its own. And I actually kind of want to try to bring in somebody who watched both the movie and read the book. And maybe we'll kind of do an episode on that later down the line. But I saw it and I kind of wanted to get my thoughts on it because I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Not because what it was based on, just because when it came out, it didn't really make a whole lot of waves and it didn't really get a whole lot of just kind of buzz around it that I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't that good. But I watched it and I got to say it had my attention pretty dialed in, unlike any other movie I've kind of seen recently. And I think it's because of the law drama that it kind of portrays. But um, before I get into it, here's just a little bit of Just Mercy. I can't believe you talked to all my people and said you're going to fight for me. I did. It mean a lot. If you go digging in those wounds, you're going to be making a lot of people very unhappy. When people care about a thing that much, they'll do anything to get what they want. When I first learned about all this... It was like looking at a river full of drowning people and not having any way of helping them. So the movie is based on a young lawyer named Brian Stevenson. He is going to Harvard, and then he has this internship where he has to go and visit an inmate on death row, and he's kind of taken back when he goes because he realizes that this guy on death row is basically his same age and grew up in a neighborhood just like him. So after that, he goes back, and the movie kickstarts about two years later where he graduates and then seeks out to basically fight and give legal representation for free to people who are on death row who have basically just kind of been put there without any evidence, without any proof, and they're just falsely imprisoned. So that's where the movie kind of takes place. He meets Brie Larson's character who helps him start this law firm and this organization And they work together, and basically he has all these cases that he's working with. But the one it really follows is Jamie Foxx's character, which he plays Walter McMillan, who is accused of killing an 18-year-old girl in a small town in Alabama. And he is accused, even though there was no real proof ever, it was basically just a testimony given by another guy who was formerly convicted of a crime And he is placed there, and he's there for about six years. So what Michael B. Jordan's character does is he meets with his family and then just kind of starts drilling out and digging into evidence to clear his name. So that's kind of where I'll leave it on what the movie is based about. I think if that sounds interesting enough to you to kind of watch this movie, I don't want to explain and give away what happens throughout the movie. I'll just kind of give my reaction to it because it is a legal drama And I think for that reason, you're kind of watching the whole time, anticipating what's going to happen next. And there's a lot of ups and downs and there's side character stories and it's very emotional. And I think the reason it kind of got my attention so dialed into it because of how kind of 
powerful the story was. And I feel like it's pretty close to what actually happened in the book and also what happened in real life. I kind of did some research afterwards, just kind of trying to see what the characters look like. I always kind of do that when I watch a movie based on a true story. And I feel like it was done pretty well in that regard. And everybody kind of says, and the consensus is that it does hold true to what actually happened, even from like the news stories that's placed inside the movie. And all that is kind of cool to see. And I think the cast is really great. I like Michael B. Jordan in this. Jamie Foxx is great. Even Brie Larson, who's a great supporting cast in this. And there's even one scene that kind of had me taken back because it's Michael B. Jordan and Brie Larson sitting at a dinner table together. And I can only think of like, oh, it's Captain Marvel and Killmonger from Black Panther having a beer together. Um, But I just think it's a really well-done movie and a movie that I felt didn't get enough kind of critical acclaim, which I guess I could kind of see because it's not so much a novel of a movie, but I feel it's such a powerful story and something that we should kind of watch and be like, wow, I can't believe this actually happened. And it's so kind of twisted and it makes you very angry at parts of the movie and it kind of really invests you in like, him wanting to succeed and seeking justice. So I think it invokes a kind of emotional aspect inside of you watching this movie. And it really makes you just kind of open your eyes up to like, I mean, injustice in the world. And it's just crazy to see played out. I think it was done really well. I think the movie was shot really well. There's some really great just kind of cinematography in this that you don't really expect. And it just has a really powerful message. So I recommend checking it out if you're looking for something just kind of to take you on that kind of route. I wouldn't say overall it's a sad movie. I think it's kind of just like eye-opening that it's a bit gut-wrenching at moments. So I guess that's the only thing I would say if you're not looking for something that dramatic. Maybe don't watch it right now. And I would easily give it four out of five lawyers. I thought it was really well done. And it's one of those movies that I like because you can go back and look at how accurate it was to what really happened. And I kind of like watching a movie and then going back and doing some research online. So I think for that reason alone, I think it's worth watching. You can rent it now. I watched it on Apple and it was like four bucks. So you can check that out now. Streaming, watch it at home. All right, that's going to do it again for this week. But before I go, I got to give some quick movie news just because last week a bunch of movies were officially announced that they are delayed. So we'll kind of run through these and all kind of sulk together, mainly because the Spider-Man movies are now pushed back. So the third Spider-Man was supposed to come out July 16th, 2021. Now it's not coming out till November 5th, 2021. That's November 5th, 2021. Into the Spider-Verse 2 moves from April 2nd, 2022 to October 7th, 2022. And then once you move one Marvel movie, you kind of have to push them all back because they have to sync up in order. So now Doctor Strange is number two is coming out. On March 25th, 2022. And Thor Love and Thunder is now coming out on February 11th, 2022. Let's hope these movies don't get pushed back anymore. Paramount also announced that both the Mission Impossible movies, 7 and 8, have been pushed back. 7 is now coming out on November 19th, 2021. And number 8 is coming out on November 4th, 2022. That's kind of the last round of the biggest movies being pushed back. But a good news on that side of it, I know... This whole theme has kind of been movies based on books, but they did announce that there's a now a Hunger Games prequel in the works because Suzanne Collins is writing a prequel to the Hunger Games, and the movie rights are already written into it, so that would kind of be interesting to see. I'm not the biggest fan of prequels 
mainly because they over explain origins about things. And I feel like it's a little bit of like, okay, we didn't really need to know how this happened. You go into so many details explaining like, oh, this is why this happened. Okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. But I didn't really need to know that. I think that's a lot of the reason I didn't like episode one, two, and three of Star Wars. Because they were explaining so much about Star Wars that you were just kind of... You just kind of took it on. Like, you watched Star Wars and were like, okay, I'm into this world. They're talking about things I don't really know about, but I'm into it. I'm buying into it. And then those prequels are just like, oh, well, here's the long story about why this happened. I'm not going to show you, but I'm going to tell you exactly why. And that's very boring. So I hope they don't do that in this case with these prequels. Again, I'm a big fan of the Hunger Games books and movies. I'm probably going to read the book now. So I'll be excited to see that one. Hope it's not that boring. Anyway... Sorry, I don't like prequels. <laughs> I also got to give my Instagram shout out of the week. This week, it is going to the Robert Herrick Jr. I hope I'm getting that right, Robert. But he actually posted on his main feed that he was listening to the episode I did with Morgan Number 2, which is a pretty popular episode where we reviewed all 23 Marvel movies. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, that's a great one to check out. Morgan number two also joined me on the Star Wars episode where we reviewed all those movies. So two great episodes to go back and listen to. Thanks, Robert, for tagging me in that and listening to the podcast. If you want a shout out, all you have to do is post on your Instagram or tag me in an Instagram story that you're listening to the podcast. I'll shout you out in the next episode and try to repost as much of those as I can. Thanks so much for hanging out and hitting download on this episode. Remember to tell a friend. And until next week, I will talk to you later. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.